0: Hello guys and welcome to the We Will Listen podcast. So today, Karan and I are going to discuss about burnouts. So burnouts in general can be categorized vastly into two categories, which is physical as well as mental burnouts. And you might uh, you might have faced a burnout sometime in life and might not even realized it. So basically, Karan, the term burnout, where does this come from? And what is the difference? We obviously know this difference between physical and mental burnout, but what are the causes of a burnout? Like, what are the possible reasons that a person might face the burnout?
1: Okay, uh, burnout is very is li- quite literal in its meaning. Burnout means your fuel has burnt out. Yeah. You, you need a machine needs fuel to run. We humans are very close to machines. Actually, machines are closely uh, related to humans.
0: Nice.
1: So yeah. we need fuel, and sometimes that fuel runs out. And although that fuel is uh, technically food but hmm. even apart from that even apart from that food you need that will that will in your mind that will power that that is the fuel metaphorical fuel we are talking about here and when hmm. you burn through that when you burn hmm. through that will to do work that will to live that will to that will to do anything uh, anything in general definitely so yeah. that will is 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 the fuel that gets burnt out sometimes and it's and that will can break you down when it burns out. It can break you down mentally. It can break you down physically, both of them. And also emotionally. Emotionally, we, we don't talk about it that much. But yeah. emotionally also, emotional burnout is, is also a very, uh, you know, it's very interesting burnout. <laughs> yeah, Because, actually. because see, uh, physical burnout, we you know, your body just caves in and it's like... You, we can't, we can't go, we can't go forward with this. And the body is like, I need some rest. And I need some space so that I can, you know, recover. Yeah. But, uh, and also we know about mental uh, burnout, that is your brain gets exhausted and you can't, you know, think clearly, <laughs> mm-hmm. which is happening with me right now while recording this podcast. <laughs> I really don't know where I'm going with this line of questioning, but still I'm going to go on. Um, and then there is emotional burnout, and emotional burnout is you know you're emotionally exhausted, you're emotionally exhausted with the extreme emotions you've you've been facing recently. like if your life has been very eventful, for example mm-hmm. or or uneventful it it can be emotionally exhausting part of both of them exactly. it can be emotionally exhausting. Uh, you know shifting from different moods and sometimes just staying in that one mood that 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 emotionally exhausts someone and and when you're exhausted the most you know like the thing is that if if you have a car you're running a car and your fuel runs out you're on reserve fuel right now the logical decision is to probably carry forward till the time you reach a fuel tank or stop there and call for help
0: yeah
1: what is definitely not the way to go about it is like whatever i have left i'll just go on and if the car stops it stops that that's, is not the ideal approach
0: that's illogical yeah
1: that's illogical that's not the ideal approach what you should do is you should try to look for your next next checkpoint if it's close enough, maybe push through, through the reserve fuel till the time you reach that fuel station or take a break, right there, call someone, I need some fuel and wait till you get help and wait till you recover. That That is like the ideal approach I would say is for a burnout. But like, yeah, what what, what do you have to say about it?
0: yeah like i believe burnouts in general like as you said emotional burnouts too if your life is very eventful or it has been like dead like there has nothing there hasn't been anything eventful in your life so yeah emotional burnouts and also people also undermine like a mental burnout that is they undermine the energy consumption by the brain now just hear out a fact here now the human brain even though only consisting of like 150 grams of mass actually consumes 25%, that is one-fourth of your uh, calories that you consume. So one-fourth of the calories that you're consuming are being used up by the brain for you, for, for its energy, right? So now the people don't realize is people don't realize that human brain, just like every other muscle, consumes a lot, actually a lot of uh, energy. And we, we think that, oh, if I have, for example, a sedentary lifestyle, I'm a student who just sits on his desk and studies for 10 hours. I think that I don't really need a good diet because I'm just sitting there. But that's not the point. Even if you're just sitting there for the whole day, you're still using your brain and brain requires a lot of energy. So the first thing that comes up is food. Have a good diet. Because if you you aren't having a good diet, you won't get energy. And it's like the most basic thing that we are taught, right? And like I personally suffer from not eating too much because I'm too indulged in my work sometimes. I literally forget uh, to eat my evening snacks or I sometimes like shift my dinner from 9pm to literally 11pm just because I'm doing some work and yeah that happens to a lot of people but that doesn't mean that you just uh, reduce your overall calorie intake because honestly that affects your performance similarly if someone is trying to lose weight they try to reduce their calorie consumption so they what they would do is they would reduce their calorie consumption if they would do that in huge amounts they might even face burnouts pretty quickly because their brain isn't even getting the bare minimum On the other hand, if you're consuming way too much calories, you sometimes may feel lethargic because your brain isn't even uh, able to convert all the calories into energy. So, eating too less or eating too much can have adverse effects. So, eating just the right amount is the thing that you should do. Yeah, and that is... Go ahead, go ahead. Go
1: ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Okay, I was talking about Jordan Peterson. Yeah, okay. (laughs) I know I've talked about him so much in this podcast, but, like, uh, I I saw his... uh, It was an interview he had, Jordan Peterson. And then in that he talked about, uh, you know, uh, the psychology of food. What what he told was that like a majority of the people who came up to him, who came up to him, uh, that they had a lot of mood swings. They were absolutely exhausted through the end of the day. They were absolutely, you know, uh, they they were burnt out. And they were emotionally, physically, mentally, all sorts of burnt out. And mm-hmm. when they approached him and they were like, "That is there something wrong?", What he analyzed for a majority of them was they were not, they were not eating right. They were yeah. not eating enough. And if yeah. if you're not eating enough, the thing is that it's not going to be good. Uh, a lot of his uh, you know a lot of his clients they came up to him and uh, they said that uh, we skip breakfast. We don't feel mm-hmm. like eating it. And, and he's like, "It's not. It's not like you feel like eating it. It's a compulsion. You have to oh, eat yeah, because exactly." It, it, if your body is a machine, that machine yeah. needs fuel, and and if you if you're not giving it if if you're not giving the fuel it needs, it is not gonna work. You're gonna need more maintenance on it then. Hmm. You're gonna need more maintenance on it because see, I'm I'm way too much going into machines right now. But if if you burn out through the fuel, there's a chance of getting an airlock. Yeah, and if and if you get an airlock, that that's a that's a pretty big pain in the ass because like if you mm-hmm. get an airlock you have to go to the mechanic get the airlock out and then refuel it so th- that's that's an even bigger inconvenience right so th- the point was that eating right is absolutely necessary and to be very honest i'm not doing it right L- like just you said that you you are not even i'm not doing it right yeah. i've been skipping i've been skipping breakfast for the past one and a half months since i've been here and it's it's not been it's not been pretty it's not been pretty i've, I've not had uh, you know i've not had healthy food i've not had food at all properly yeah. and it's it's been it's been really weird but somehow it's it's been working for me it's been working for me that i'm even if i'm eating less i'm working out fine right now but i do but but I, I do realize that i need to need to do it better and, and that is, that is definitely a very important point that you need to, you know, focus on your diet.
0: Definitely. And like, uh, and also your, uh, uh, analogy with the machine is totally sort of justified here in that you actually have a pretty good knowledge about them. Uh, but, uh, honestly, uh, not even about machinery talking just about the human body in general, as far as uh, I have researched about it. The thing being, the second thing that comes up is sleep as well. And now a lot of people is, are going to relate with this sleep deprivation or the so called self proclaimed insomnia. Some people self diagnose them, themselves with insomnia or whatever it may be. Maybe it's a messed up sleep schedule. Uh, As I said, I suffer from this too, honestly. And like, it's not even my fault. It's just that sometimes you might be indulged in work. You might not realize. And sometimes your work does require you to like take less than five or six hours of sleep, which is a very common trend these days, right? So now, for example, talking about me, I haven't had like more than six hours of sleep from the past two months or three months because like I am actually used to six or six hours of sleep now. Sometimes I may even get less than that. The recommendation is like seven to eight hours. But once I've got used to six hours, I, I'm sticking with it. Because honestly, that suits my timetable better. But like still, getting less sleep when your body isn't used to it, it's just going to irritate you. Like I realize sometimes when I pull all-nighters or like I sleep for like one or two hours the rest of the day, um, for the next day, I'm feeling grumpy all day. Literally to a point, one night I pulled an all-nighter or actually I slept for two hours, woke up the next day, attended the class and my teacher literally told me that, Vihan, like, are you on sleep deprivation or something? Because your eyes are literally about to, like, close. And I was like, okay, shit, I need to wake up. And that actually was a call and actually uh, did help, kind of. But, like, I realized, okay, shit, it is, it is affecting my performance in general. Like, I might feel like the extra hours I'm working at night are helping me in general. But actually, sometimes it makes more sense just to have two hours of extra sleep so that you can do the rest of the work more productively the next day, right? It all depends upon your convenience as well as like your practicality that if you can shift the work to the next day, you can do it with more productivity. But if the work is way too much, you might be able to, you might you are compelled to do some of it during the night, which might affect your sleep. So yeah, it's like a double-edged sword, honestly, but you have to make the bold decision and the practical line of, okay, now it's too much, now I need to go to sleep. Because at a point of time, as we said, your brain just stops working. Like uh, at a point of time, like after 5 a.m., if I'm pulling an all-nighter, I cannot study after 5 a.m. because my brain just shuts down. Then I might watch some Netflix, maybe watch something else, but I cannot work after 5 a.m. Right. I might not sleep after that, but I just can't work. So, yeah, it's just you draw the line uh, of where to stop and getting enough sleep um i would say like even if you have a busy sleep schedule busy timetable you can get like five to six hours of sleep and honestly that works for me six hours of sleep might even work for some other people and if sleep six hours doesn't uh, work for you you can get seven hours or eight hours of sleep but you have to manage the rest of your timetable it just varies from person to person yeah i'm so, gonna
1: give another machine analogy now okay <laughs> so uh, the thing is that I, I'll say that sleep is sort of like the lubricant you need to put mm-hmm. uh, put on your mechanical parts. Mm-hmm. If you put too much, you're just wasting oil. Definitely. And if you no. don't, if you don't put enough, it's it's gonna you know it's gonna harm the machine. It's no, gonna no. it's gonna uh, uh, scratch your parts and you know all sorts of stupid stuff. So the point is that you need to get the balance for sleep. That's that, that's that's the most important thing is that you need to get exactly. that balance. That if, you, if you get that balance there you'll get you'll get to the point that uh, you know you're not harming your machine and you're not wasting your time so that that is that is the metaphorical oil the sleep is the metaphorical uh, lubricant oil that you need to put in your machine so that you know it, it's working it's functioning properly
0: exactly like, and like honestly like i can go on and recommend people you should have eight hours of sleep but it varies from person to person as i said someone might have a very busy schedule Or someone might love sleep so much that they can literally cut down other activities just to have some extra sleep. So it's about you. Um, I I personally believe that experts can recommend you a lot of things, but one person knows about themselves the best. So just find your own perfect sweet spot. Find your own sleep schedule which suits you and then stick to it. I'm not telling you to stick to eight hours of sleep or seven hours uh, hours of sleep, but if six hours of sleep works for you, then stick to it don't go for 6 hours of sleep one day and then suddenly 10 hours of sleep the other it's just going to mess with your um, uh, inner clock actually which is like really going to affect your performance so if you have uh, if you uh, if you stick with 6 hours do stick with six hours. If you're sticking for uh, from three a.m. to nine a.m. in the morning, stick with that. But like, follow a fixed sleep schedule because honestly, it has helped me. And like, it took me a lot of time over like one year to find out my perfect sweet spot. But it might even take you some time to find your sweet spot. But once you do stick to it, and honestly, that's the thing that's gonna work for you. you I haven't do-
1: honestly. I haven't yet. I ha- I have uh, not find found it yet. And yeah. right now it's been so erratic uh, with you know adjusting to the college life and stuff. But but it it is erratic. It is pretty erratic, and and it ha- it has affected my productivity a lot of times. I've seen that. I've seen that a lot. Like uh, I'll tell you, the past week I've slept. Uh, I've slept very much actually. Like I've slept like eight nine hours, nine ten hours. Uh, you know uh, casually for the whole week okay. but but the week before that i was sleeping very less i was sleeping like six seven five six seven something like that and and it's, yeah. it's been very erratic and it, it has affected my productivity to be very honest it has but like mm-hmm. the thing is that i haven't found it yet and the, the point is that uh, you know not everybody will ha- will have it figured out but the thing is that you have to make a conscious effort to try to do that yeah. like you, you you try to you need to try to you know find that spot
0: you need to find um, the time periods which are most productive. And some people are night owls. Some people are early risers. I'm more of a night owl, honestly. Um, my my peak performance is at night, straight up. And so I basically know that it suits me when I study from like 12 to 3 uh, at night. Or for some other people, they might be comfortable with morning, like 5 to 4, 5 to 9, 5 to 8. So, it really depends from person to person. I have seen people who like really get their peak productivity during the morning. For me, it's at night. So, I have uh, kept my sleep schedule like that. So, it just depends from person to person. And it's about all about finding your own um, perfect sleep schedule. So, I now mean, we
1: discussed prevention. Let's discuss uh, cure. Yeah we've discussed prevention that eating right sleeping right and doing all all those thoughts, uh, taking breaks yeah, and yeah. stuff these, these are what the prevention what if, if you're
0: if having if a, you burnout? Have a
1: burnout if you have exactly. a burnout what do you do then yeah. what do you do tell me your experience okay
0: yeah i'll tell you my experience honestly once i'm having a burnout first of all i need to prioritize my things that is, I need, once I'm having a burnout, honestly, like I don't claim that I, I, I don't self-diagnose myself with anxiety, but my brain just jumbles a lot of information here and there within its own. And it actually like panics me a lot. And so, uh, when I'm having a burnout, I'm just like straight up mentally exhausted. While a hundred things are going on in my mind, but I don't have the energy to do them. So when I reach that moment, I just take some like 15 minutes to calm myself down and just I take some dose of caffeine. Honestly, I shouldn't because my brain is already like figuring out how to uh, do hundred tasks, but I do take some caffeine to give my body some energy. I take some caffeine and I like to prioritize things because once I prioritize things, I'm actually completing the things which are most important to me. So that the least important things, even if I have like consumed all my energy or exhausted all my energy, I still have completed the most important tasks, right? So I like to prioritize things. I like to prioritize even talking to people like which of, who are the people who I want to talk to and who are the ones I have to like not talk to, cut myself from. So like I like to prioritize things straight up. If you're going through a burnout, my advice is just prioritize things and like make a schedule, make a list. I don't know what is it with me and lists, but lists work wonders for me. Every day, if I make a to-do list, I'll like do loads and loads of work. But someday if I just don't make a list, I don't feel like doing something. Honestly. So like prioritize some things, make lists, works for me, might as well work for you. So I'll tell you you... mine.
1: Yeah. Okay, burnouts are, uh, we've discussed burnouts, but burnouts are also of two types. Like one is short term. The other is long-term, like short-term burnout is through the day. By the Mm. end of the day, you're like, you're too exhausted to even attend the last class or do your assignment. And then there is a long-term burnout that you've been working for three, four months continuously and and like you're, you're done, you're done, Mm. done. Mm. And for both types of burnouts, I have the same, uh, you know, uh, uh, same cure for Mm. both of them. That is escape after a burnout you need an at least i do that i don't know if it's healthy or not but i do that and, I, and it it works for me i don't know if it's good for the long term or not but i escape uh hmm. if if i'm done through the day okay uh, i'm a student right now so most of my labor is mental labor it's not it's not it's not yeah, much yeah. physical labor although hmm. i am working also but like it's okay i'm working like 2 3 hours a day so that's hmm. fine so uh, like most of my exhaustion by the end of the day is mental exhaustion so, mm-hmm. when I'm mentally exhausted, I need an escape, right? So, what I Definitely. do is, what I've started doing is uh, working out. And that has mm-hmm. been a great escape for me. And, and uh, honestly, I know it sounds very cliche that uh, you, you're you done with studies, so now you're working out. Being productive all the time, the, that's your escape. Yeah. But what it, it genuinely is. It genuinely is an escape for me now that mm-hmm. uh, working out has been like very interesting recently. I don't know why. But it has been very interesting, and once you see, start seeing some results, you, you get you get motivated to do it more. So like uh, right. working out has been my escape uh, on a short term basis. On a short term basis, but it's been my great escape. Like through the day, I'm mentally exhausted. By the end of the day, I just go and I lift rocks, and that gives me a dolphin, and, and I'm and I'm good. And I'm good. I'm like yeah. this, this is this is the this is a good escape. So like that one hour, one hour, one and a half hour of escape is. Uh, you know, good for my mental exhaustion and then I can probably get back to it when I, if I have an assignment that I have to do late night or something like that. For the uh, long-term burnout, hmm. I'll say long-term burnout, do not take the short-term uh, escape for the long-term burnout. Obviously. Why? I'll tell you that because I have done that <laughs> and okay. it did not work out well. I've done that in uh, class 12th last okay. year. What I did was at that point of time, the, my escape was not a very healthy one. It was social media. Okay. And, and for a long-term burnout, if you try mm-hmm. to uh, you know fix it with a short-term burnout solution, short time, short time escape, mm-hmm. you just do it more and waste mm-hmm. more of your time. So I just yeah. I just went in that into that spiraling loop of uh, social media addiction. Not addiction. But like I used no. to waste a lot of time on social media. So if you have a long-term burnout and you realize that it's a long-term burnout, it's not a one-day thing that I'm, that I'm completely exhausted mentally, physically, emotionally, hmm. you have to take an escape that's different. For some people, it's a vacation.
0: Vacation, yeah.
1: For some people, it's 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 an absolute break. It's an absolute break hmm. from from what all of your responsibilities. Yeah, for, this, for some people, it can be anything else. But the thing is that you need to realize that the short term uh, escape should be different than the long term escape. If the burnout is short term, and if the burnout is long term,
0: definitely. Yeah, and I agree, like vacations are necessary breaks are definitely necessary. Like if you're constantly working for like two, three months, you haven't, and you haven't got a single break. It's not only about uh, exhaustion or burnouts, it's also about you'll feel depressed. And it's not as if uh, medical depression, but it's just that the same routine will literally eat you up from the inside. You need a change. Everyone needs a change. A change of environment, a change of sight, a change of anything. Literally, any change would actually be very beneficial for a person who has been doing the same thing over and over again. So, yeah, definitely breaks, vacations. And yeah, exactly. As you discussed about short term. Uh, um, vacations too short term vacations or short term like escapes people can have those and obviously you need at least one short term escape that you can look up to at the end of the day for me it's just one beautiful hour of me spending uh like me scrolling through social media after i've completed all my work during the day and yes as you said it's not a very healthy um escape but it for me it works because i have something to look up to i look up to Okay, I'll first complete my work, then I'll have one complete hour of pure solitude that is me with music and social media and I'll be chilling. So that's like serves as motivation for me to complete my work. And for long term, I like go out with my friends once a month or maybe like once in two months. So that actually helps me because even though I'm out for like four hours, five hours maybe, and that might sound like a lot of time being wasted, but in the long term, that's going to benefit you by increasing your productivity. So yeah, actually, you need different um, escapes for different types of burnouts, which totally makes sense. So with this, um, I guess we've discussed both the prevention as well as the cure of burnouts, and we've actually went very in depth uh, in this topic, which is actually very important. It needed a lot of attention. So with this, I think we can conclude this time's podcast. Thank you everyone for listening and joining us today. We'll see you guys in the next one. Peace.